I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When Specialized was going after the Roubaix yeah. thing, it's like, it's a goddamn town. Well, before that, Fuji had it. They had a road bike called, called the, the Roubaix. Roubaix, and they allowed Specialized. They didn't. I don't think they charge them for They allowed Specialized to use the name of Because they yeah. didn't have that model. They said, yeah, you can use the name. And then they're the ones that that all of a sudden when this came to boil, yeah. they're like, wait a minute, dudes. What do you complain yeah. about? Like, <laughs> we're the ones that really, if you want to push, <laughs> we're the ones that had the bike, original bike called Roubaix. And really? I sold them, yeah. You sold you guys sold Fuji? Fuji's, yeah. GPX. Had My wife was on a Fuji it. for a while. And then it got stolen from a, mm. st- a, a relative's storage oh, unit. Oh, yeah. Oh. And we never got paid for it. That's huh. two bikes in my life. <laughs> two bikes in my life that have been stolen, and I never heard anything about them again. That mm-hmm. I that we loaned, quote-unquote, yeah. loaned out to other people. That's why you never loan a bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw one of the owners of a previous bike, and I think he was on a bike. <laughs> and I think you made the comment, Paul, that was perfect. It's like, hey, man, good seeing you. Where's you going to give Pat some money for that bike? Pat's bike that you bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been rolling tape. Hey, still no intro for me to play because we switched back to Monday shows, but here we are on a Tuesday. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. We're live every Monday <laughs> except for this one at 6 o'clock Pacific. That's 1,800 hours for those of you on the 24-hour clock. Or on our YouTube channel at Pack Filler Productions and on the free Podbean app. You can use. Uh, you can be a part of the show by joining in on the chat, calling in on the show directly via Podbean, or participating through our Facebook page. And now let's get to the Pack Filler podcast. Before we do, let's see, I did the intro thing and now I'm doing the thing. This is where I usually <laughs> talk. I'm pulling back the curtain too far. Before we do, let's take a moment to thanks, uh, give thanks. Wow, that sounds like a prayer, but I promise <laughs> it's just a good old-fashioned thank you to our friends at Giant Bicycles. Yes, that giant. From top-of-the-line road and full suspension mountain to streamlined gravel to just good old-fashioned get-around-town. Giant has you covered. Get to your Giant dealer today or find more at giantbikes.com. Take it from me. You will love it. Also, big thanks to the one and only Gooder Sunglasses. 
gotta gotta get some good herb on your face all the styles fit performance and comfort you can shake 35 bucks at and i mean that 35 bucks great eyewear doesn't have to cost a fortune hell cycling doesn't have to cost a fortune and gooder gets it head over to gooder.com just might get it too new styles coming out every week check out cosmic crystal line they had some out that i actually saw there was a it's it's called i think the granite i didn't gowned granite i didn't gowned i don't get it but it's a cool looking shade it's like the aviator ones but it's like a marbleized granite look it's pretty cool so check them out today so there we go advertising done let's do this and i dropped my pen My wife was here. She could pick it up with her toes. <laughs> Is that too much information? No. <laughs> I do the same thing. It's grippy toes. You do? Yeah, I can really? pick up everything. I can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that was really off topic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's do this. Uh, the Giro is underway. Nightwing is a free man. Bike races have been ridden. And now Jack's the only member of the family not on carbon. Oh. He's also not here, so I can give him some shit. Uh, with me, however, well, actually, i got to say welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. We're all in the studios. With me are the usual suspects. Uh, it's on the back of the page, Pat. If he had a Tinder profile, oh, no. it would simply read... Rim jobs and old school are my game. Deal with it, Mr. Paul Main. Oh, hello. I'm just going to let oh, that one bask for a couple uh, seconds. I actually, the, the other three introductions are shit just because I wanted to include the rim, rim jobs. Job. Yeah, yeah. You're blushing. Got it. Second of all, his would say I'm old enough, I'm into anything new, and I can no longer, no, and I can go longer now. Fuck, I screwed it up. Go longer now. You can go longer now. Mr. Jackson Bolger, how are you, man? I'm very good. I'll take that intro. All right. That was shit because I was too excited for Paul's. Me, I, mine would say, cut me some slack. I'm trying. I'm Pat Bolger. Oh. <laughs> Actually, there are several others they could say after the last 24 hours. Like, <laughs> careful. I'll cry. Um,. <laughs> Wow, what a difference a week makes. Uh, first off, uh, congratulations are officially in order. Jackson Bulger is a college graduate. So, Jackson Bulger! Congratulations, Chief. Thank you very much. We, uh... Hang on. I yeah. noticed in, in his picture, in his graduation gown, he had no socks. I didn't. I was wearing um, was hipster. Yeah, I was wearing. I I might butcher the pronunciation, but Harachis. So, <laughs> uh, like a like a sandal almost. Uh-huh. So. I'm just gonna say, don't ever do that with cycling shoes. Nope. Uh, <laughs> unless you're on the track, though, you could do it on the track, can't you? All the track. I don't know. Do I've, I haven't been on the track. No. Really? And if if no socks is a thing, I I probably will never be on the track. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this may take us off topic. However, I. I think I've gotten to a point where if even low socks, I just aesthetically, I just have a weird thing about it now. I can only go like calf socks or high or none. Yeah, or none. So how 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 low how low will you go? I would Maybe say we got so many sexual inferences. <laughs> I'm kind of giggling about it. I would say about midway between the ankle and the calf is about as low as I'd go. Okay. Yeah. I remember so what you have on right now is like a nine nine inch. 
Yeah. Um, sock. That, so that's as low as you go. Like, I'd go probably a little, like an inch six, less. This is a six inch. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that. I'd go six inches. No lower, though. Mm-hmm. I, it's just a, it's been a weird switch for me. I, I realized huh. that the other day, yeah. I'm getting older. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we used the uh, those new socks, the, mm-hmm. the new ones we're, t- we're sampling for the uh-huh. Backfiller Future. You tried them, and your calves are too big. Well, well, it's just where they hit, where my my calves hang down low, yeah, and low, and <laughs> so many, so many, so many childish jokes. So, so it has to come up like, and it's still that taper. And yeah, even though it's got yeah. the rubber gripper, it it starts it's sliding down because I have my calves tapering down. And so you just hate it when there. your calves are too big no, to wear socks. No, <laughs> I'm just deformed. Oh, go 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 go! <laughs> I've got Popeye legs. <laughs> um. I tried them, and and they stayed up on me, which mm-hmm. I was happy. And you've you've got beanpole calves, so you're good. But yep, that's very true. <laughs> um, so there. Um, how does it feel uh, to be? Um, I know I asked you this several times uh, over the weekend, but but everybody else wants to know, Jackson. How does it feel to be a college graduate and and done? Like, and even the whole welcome to the world. Because I, I, I know how I felt, and I'm sure you know how you felt, Paul. But it's—I don't want to say it until I hear it from you. Yeah, I think uh, it's a weird feeling because I haven't—I don't know if I fully processed it yet. Uh, yeah. Because mentally, I've been checked out of college for the past four months. So I. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it, I I think it'll hit me. Um, I I was thinking about this the other day. I think it'll hit me when uh, fall rolls around when I don't really? have to. But I don't have to get ready for school again. I don't have to buy my books. I don't have to buy all those supplies. I can just go straight into working or adulthood or something like that. It it's weird to to comprehend, but I'll get used to it. You know, just like everything. I'm excited for no more. Uh, I think I said this to you also. I'm excited for no more stupid psychology homework when I didn't yeah. major in psychology. Yeah. So no more busy work. You spend your whole life planning for a day for your graduation for adulthood for this whole thing and then you get the diploma and then it's like hey the party's over and it's the classic the party over moment where everything's gone and you're just sitting there going well shit yeah <laughs> what the fuck now and i don't know that's you know that my, i don't want to bring a depressing note on it but i'm good at that apparently <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know you've answered the question about a thousand times. What's next for you, Jackson? Yeah, so um, I just went through a school year where uh, we were, not, or at least I personally was not um, in person at all. I did everything online. I per- was personally not in person. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. It, it said it how I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I uh, graduated uh, with a degree in theater, and I was never allowed for the past year to do a show uh, with other people in person. So I think I'm a little burnt out at the at this point. So I was originally planning on gonna, going to grad school, but I'm going to take a little time, decide if what I originally wanted to do was what I love to do, um, yeah. and then kind of go from there. Uh, no reason to stress, no reason to worry. I, I've, I'm only at the sprite young age of 22, so... Why stress now? I've got a whole life ahead of me. I'm 58, and I still haven't determined what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> I kind of haven't yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah. to be a really successful podcast host. 
Hey, Look you're right. where that turned out. <laughs> well, it, it's the company you keep might be dragging you down. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. I don't, I don't think that's it. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Uh, well, we can go. We can go past that. I'm sure you're tired of acting, uh, asking all, answering all those goddamn questions and things like that. At the graduation party. Now what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Every yeah. single person. Congratulate. Now what? Yeah. You weren't hit the, very hard with it, were you? No, uh, I think I was only really asked it once, but when, uh-huh. I, when I was, I gave a pretty much the exact same answer, and everybody's gone, that's really smart of you <laughs> to wait. <laughs> yeah. And they gave the yeah. same answer back. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we all tend to immediately go to a story of our own lives, and that's, that's the hard part of being an adult is, not, mm-hmm. is, is shutting the fuck up and just letting you talk to about you. I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> uh, do you have any new things going on in your life outside of graduation, Jackson, that you'd like to announce? Anything materialistic per se? Yes. I would yeah. love to announce um, with the help of um, Mojo Cyclery and uh, you as well, I'm an owner of a new BMC. Yeah. Now you can ride like Cancellara. I know. He's a representative. He of is, yeah. BMC. All those years he was on a Cervelo, and now he's Cervelo and Trek, and, and, and now, now he's, he's a BMC rep. Being, well, being Swiss. Well, Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that helps, I guess. I think yeah. he worked a little bit for Trek. I don't know. After retiring, I think like a year or two, but now he's at BMC. Yeah. That's it. That's all oh. you're going to say. You have a brand new bike, um, and and um, well. Should we get to the to the elephant in the room first? I guess we should probably get to the elephant in the room. Let's switch to the camera to Pat's confession camera. Uh, the reason why we're a day late is, uh, yes, I don't think I... It, it was never mentioned on this show, obviously, because I know everybody else on online who's a fan of the show would have been a blabbermouth and would have ruined, found a way to ruin it for Jackson or something like that. Paul knew. Uh, the guys at Mojo obviously knew because the guys at Mojo were the ones I, I was who were kind enough to, to find... Uh, the one of the last <laughs> in your size of the uh, Arrow Road One Three, I guess they call it Time Machine Road. Time Machine One yeah. Three Arrow. Oops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, and um, and I remember talking to Morgan uh, over it over Mojo about it, and I said, you know, this this is I think the bike we want to go with. Yada yada yada. He says, okay, let me check BMC. Hey Pat, they have one left. Well, okay, well, you know, this is November of last year. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just get one when they make more. He says, no, they have one left for the year. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> ah, excuse me. Um, and then I'm going to sniff into my microphone, which is really professional. That was me hitting mute, so I, I didn't sniff directly into the mic. It still so came through. I'm get, Did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm getting emotional. Um <laughs> And so I, I said, well, shit, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get the bike. And, uh, and so it's been at Mojo since probably December. And, mm. uh, and, and did Morgan, you know that? No. Yeah. I was just sitting in a box. I went over there and this is funny. This is, this ties into future parts of the story because I went over to Mojo and I said, they had it in the box. And he says, I'm not going to take it out of the box because I just, I don't want anybody fucking with it. I don't want to get it scratched. No, no one wants to scratch brand new bike. I paused there intentionally, um, and I said, "Okay, cool." And and then um, Morgan and Josh and the whole crew of Mojo just went through a bout of COVID. The guys got hit with it, and um, and it, by the way, if you are in the Spokane area, go 
spent some money at Mojo Cycles. Those guys just got through that, and they're back at work. They're all clear. They're all good to go. But uh, it's pretty brutal on them. And uh, and just in time for your graduation, they had, they got it ready. I went out and picked it up and brought it in and stuff like that. And we did this whole surprise bullshit and things like yeah, that. I won't yeah. bore the listener with that, but let's get to the real reason. Um, I was I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I have been um, overly excited about getting giving you this bike. Uh, this was, you know, you haven't been on carbon. You've, you've 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 never really ridden carbon. Your mountain bike is is aluminum. Your road bike's aluminum. Your gravel bike is steel. And uh, I was so excited to just be you know okay, this is it. This is this you know mm-hmm. congratulations. These four years, I I built it into this pedestal. Huge melodramatic deal. Gave it to you. I was tickled pink. I I, I don't know if it, I gave it to you for me or I gave it to you for you. <laughs> but regardless, it was it was really cool to do. And then um, yesterday, I come down here and I'm getting ready for the show and I'm cleaning up the basement because for some reason the podcast ends and it's the the studio's still clean. And come like Wednesday of that week, there's shit everywhere. I think it's because I come home from a ride and I just dump all my stuff on the bar console. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm cleaning shit off, and I bought these. Uh, it doesn't matter what I bought. They're these fucking cutting guides, metal cutting guides, right? And I grab them, and I'm walking over, and I'm in kind of a hurry, and there's this little metal strip on top of one of them, and it just goes, shing, and I watched it flying away from me. And I said earlier to your mom and, and to you, it was like that moment in uh, Christmas Vacation where Chevy Chase falls and the ice comes out of the rain gutter and it's falling, going straight through the window. I saw that piece of metal, like the ice through the rain gutter, going straight towards your bike. And it was slow motion for me. And I was no, oh. And then it hit. It hit your bike right on the seat tube right about where the the seat stays come in their lower seat stays and of course it made a ding in the paint and i lost my shit i lost my shit i don't know why i lost my shit so overly over the top and this is where i might need your guys's help and even if if you're listening right now you can maybe you can either sympathize or call me an absolute diva lunatic <laughs> Because I became so overly emotional about this, I I, I couldn't. I, I I left the house. My wife thought I was going to drive the car off a cliff. Because she <laughs> she came downstairs to say hello to me, and I'm sitting on the bar stool that Jackson's sitting in right now. I'm sitting on that bar stool, and I've got my head between my head in my hands and I'm just rocking back and forth she said what's going on I said I scratched Jackson's bike and my wife didn't realize the magnitude of the situation she walked over to the bike she went first thing out of her mouth was and I know she, I, I love my wife to death but the worst thing she could have said she went oh ooh <laughs> it was just made it even just a dagger right into my chest and I lost my shit, and I got in the car, and I went to four automotive paint stores yesterday, um, trying to trying to, and I took pictures of your bike. And of course, most automotive paint stores you can't get anything unless you have a paint code. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, you know, BMC, I'm sure probably keeps the paint code close to their chest. But uh, they all recommended the first store I went to, but they were closed for the day. 
And so I drove to like four or five different stores, and it was 5.30 by the time I was leaving the last store. And they all wanted to go home for the day, and they're not going to make a sample touch-up mm-hmm. for some jackass who walks in, you know. and Make, make 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't go on. I was just too emotionally distraught. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell the 100% truth to all the listeners. I teared up at what I did because and 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 I need you guys to maybe either call me a lunatic or sympathize or I spent so you worked so hard for those 4 years. And God, I'm sorry I'm dominating the show, but you guys you spent so long on those 4 years. I wanted this to be like that just that holy shit gift and um I I gave it to you I saw the joy in your face I saw this uh, and and I was so happy about it it had nothing to do with me I just saw how happy you were and your first day out on it you go you come out we were going to talk about it on the show yesterday and the first ding in the paint is supposed to be by the fucking owner right right yeah and I was the dumb fuck who did it because I was in a hurry to clean up my basement. And I just, oh, God, I, you know, I don't know why. I'm going to see it forever. Even if, I, even if I repair the paint and touch it up, I'm still, personally, Pat Bulger is going to see it forever. <laughs> I will see it on that bike for the remainder of my days on this planet. And I apologize to you. And I, 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 was, I was watering up yesterday when I was apologizing again. And I'm sure the listener's going, that guy's fucked up, man. That guy is. How many miles did you have on it by then? 20? 20? 3? 24? You did. Good Lord. Am I a lunatic? (laughs) Am I insane for overreacting this much? Somebody help me. Well, I think there was an emotional tie to it that kind of added to it. And it. To. Give another perspective from my end, at least. Yeah, it is a very, very, very tiny little thing. Like on the on the paint, just like it's super I, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's a chip. which, yeah. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, and I was on a ride with my girlfriend today uh, on this bike, and she said, "You gotta like the only reason you're gonna know it's there is if you search for it." Oh, I thought she was gonna say, "I have to ride on the other side." It's just. <laughs> It's on the drive side too. I so know. any photograph, I can't look at that thing. Look at it; it's like a goiter sticking out of the side of a neck. <laughs> but what I've been saying is, it's like, yeah, you know, it happens. It's still really? like it's still uh, another YouTuber says this, but uh, it's still a hot rod sex machine. That thing can fly standing still. Yeah. So All right. now you mentioned you okay. mentioned about scratches. And and it's supposed to be by the owner, yeah. So, the several uh, podcasts back when you kind of like where it was just you and I, and it was about me, I guess. My <laughs> wife says it's always about you, but <laughs> anyway. So the bike that I I mentioned the Fuso the Dale yeah. Fuso. So I I built that thing up. All you know, there's a long story if you're interested, but it it was dragged on for three years to get this frame, and then I bought all the parts that I wanted, Campy Record, and I built my own wheels and everything. And there's two knuckleheads that worked mechanics in the back, and they they are pranksters big time. They're they're so big that this one guy who spent all his last bit of money that worked at a bike shop 
that they worked at before uh, had it was a Bianchi Superleggera. It was the best bike in the world. Well, he broke for lunch as he's building his bike up. They went to White Elephant, which is across the street, and it's a cheap story for yeah. anybody who doesn't Hunting, know. Hunting, fishing, yeah, that type of thing. Toys, and and yeah. took plastic Guns. bags and filled the whole seat tube with lead weights from fishing lines Oof. and added probably a good five, <laughs> six pounds to it. And the guy had no idea, and he raced half the season with it. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, Jesus, this is that was like one of the lightest bikes. It's like twenty one pounds. Yeah. He's like, it feels heavy. This really feels heavy. Well, he decides he's going. There was some noise in his bottom bracket, and he takes the bottom bracket. This is with loose bearings, not cartridge back then. Fucking tackle box. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here comes the lead weight. <laughs> it just dumps out. So this is how far they go. Yeah. Yeah. So I finished my bike. I've got it polished. There was this stuff called bike elixir, and I used it all over. It shined, and Campy, when they oh. polished all their parts, it was great. It was all aluminum. And I, this is my dream bike. You know, I, I, I have this huge love affair, built it from scratch. And the two guys are like, Jesus, Paul, that is the best-looking bike. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just – I've got a Woody. I'm just like, this is so good. <laughs> and one guy goes up and he's looking at it and he's got a big, long, straight blade a screwdriver. And he goes, here you go. I go, what? And he goes, here, take this. Go ahead and put your first ding in it. And I go, what? And he goes, that is tradition. You cannot break tradition in a bike shop. You're going to have bad luck. You have to put the first scratch in it. Everybody knows that. And I'm holding it, the screwdriver, and I'm like shaking, going, oh, crap, where do I do it? Right here on the top, right where you can see it. So, And I'm like, and I see the, the other guy in the corner kind of like dip his head, like trying not to laugh. And I looked at them both, and they just busted up. I was inches away. But I was going to do it on the bottom bracket where no one see it. Yeah, yeah. But I almost did it. Oh, my so, God. But you robbed that from your son. That's supposed I to be I did. <laughs> I took away his opportunity to fuck up his own bike. Oh there are several on the giant, on, on really? mine. Yeah, there are on mine. I yeah. had no idea. <laughs> they're, but, but uh, I made them. They're my fuck ups. I didn't want my fuck up to be on your bike. Well, like I said, I'm still pretty excited about it. Yeah, so yeah. I. It's not going to slow him down. It's not going to. Yeah. Down. yeah, I made the bike lighter. Yeah, I that did. Piece of paint you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I thought about last night, um, and and nobody's going to know this reference, but there's a really one of the James Bond movies called The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton, and in that movie, he's you know the Bond girl has a Stradivarius cello, and and he's in there escaping the bad guys, and they have to be really careful with the cello, and and somebody shot a bullet through the Stradivarius cello, and at the end of the movie, she's playing it, and it still sounds beautiful, and I went. That ding is the hole in the Stradivarius cello. That's that that that's what I went to sleep of last night. That was my moment of denial. That was my I'm still a halfway decent person for fucking up the kid's bike. You it's, are aware that that was a movie and not real. I'm just saying. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I took you back down. Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> Jackson, tell me about the the, the initial reactions about. The jump to carbon, the responsiveness, the weight, the stiffness, sprinting, the shifting, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, first of all, uh, the weight, I looked at it uh, on, on BMC's website and 
because it it comes with bottles, so it mm-hmm. kind of takes that into account. Um, and a goofy little storage box at the bottom. Of yeah, it. which yeah. you can remove, but mm-hmm. it's more arrow, so I might keep it. Falls <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like no. Um, but it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it comes out to be eight point four kilograms apparently, which is like isn't that eighteen? No, I don't fucking sixteen know. pounds, something like that. Either way, it's still pretty light. They ain't um, American. Exactly. Ain't yeah. Right. So eight, like eight point what eight point four I think it is four k yeah, um, but it it feels like a different game. So one thing I noticed um, when standing when getting out of the saddle when you stand up it um, do you come up with the I don't think you need to know what that eight, it's eighteen and a half pounds. Oh. See that is a big improvement though from yeah. aluminum. I'll just say that yeah. 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 Um, but standing out of the saddle, uh, one thing that BMC really like wanted it's a to do. Big bike too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's large. It's, it's a sixty-one. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. got disc brakes, which adds, and it's an aero bike, which weighs more. Yeah, which Almost. I was willing yeah. to take because. Yep. <clears throat> All right, we keep interrupting. I think, no, <laughs> we keep yeah. bringing the rain yeah. on your party. No, uh, it's a bullshit piece of shit bike. I'm glad I scratched it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But BMC really claims to be like uh, make that bottom bracket a bigger, like the the material around it, and so uh, to make that stiffness. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I have never experienced any sort of carbon fiber before, so standing out of it, it shoots forward. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so responsive. I went for a sprint, and with my uh, trek, I had to kind of labor it into a sprint. With this, you like put the power down, and you're just. You, like first pedal stroke you're gone mm-hmm. which is a new found feeling for me yeah. it's um i don't know if it if it was mental or if it was proper like aerodynamics but i can tell that it is like faster in a straight line mm-hmm. it's it, it's crazy the feeling um i used to feel the same way when i got a new pair of sneakers as a kid yeah and i'd run upstairs and they're fucking faster <laughs> it i'll tell you what it feels that way yeah <laughs> um but then the shifting yeah the shifting is crazy i've never ridden ele- di2 yeah, yeah electronic shifting um and it is boy is it accurate um just with uh when you're when you're changing in the rear uh cassette everything is just it's solid every single time you do it you, there's no skipping there's none of that and then the like the the best part of it is shifting from your big ring to your little ring and your little ring to your big ring you don't have to labor it you don't have to do anything you just press one button and and it just drops into it and then getting into the big ring you just click it again and no and it's issues. not the whole brake lever this is yeah. how ignorant i am it's, yeah. it's not like it's a, yeah it's it's yeah, lasts for two thousand miles is what it says the battery does. So how could that how could that be accurate though? They must have two thousand, but two thousand miles if you don't shift. Yeah, that's different. It's You'll per get, shift. Yeah. It's two thousand. Assuming 5, you're shifting point, well, you know, number point number. Yeah. times per mile. I guess you know they just had to come up with some kind of figure. Yeah. in order for people to be satisfied, because yeah. that's going to be a negative. How long do I go before I shift? And you yeah. you got to have a point like you know around two thousand miles. My next yeah. question is: Do you are you are do you plug it in every night when you get home out of paranoia, or nope. do you create battery battery memory and you fuck your bike over and you know because I do that I plug it in every night or something like that and all of a sudden my my just like this computer that we're broadcasting from right now becomes dependent upon the power and then all of a sudden my battery life sucks. Does I've, that happen in these in these DIT? I am speaking. As a guy who claims to know what he's talking about when in cycling, but this shit I don't know. 
Yeah, I've heard you don't have to plug it in every night. You can, like, like I said, it's it's that long. But if you did plug it in every night, oh, I I would imagine so. Just like any other electronic device, like your yeah. phone or your it watch, if you're of that level, a, yeah, an addiction. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it would do something like that. <laughs> hey man, just just plug me in one more time. <laughs> Give me the one twenty volt. Yeah. Give me yeah. The, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's a. It's a brand new game. Talk to me about the brakes. We got to address that yeah. off in the room. And we did before we went on the mm-hmm. air, but but we didn't talk about it on the air. See, because that's... we didn't want to make Paul upset. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you buy any bike within the year of 2018 and up, um, probably even earlier, you're going to get disc brakes on it, especially with an aero bike. You're going to get disc brakes on it. And so that's what came with this BMC. I actually think my Giant is a 2018. Well, you had a choice. <laughs> I did. I did actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it, um, it see, it's really interesting, and it doesn't feel very different from a rim brake, which I think Shimano did a really good job with, because for me at least, somebody who's never ridden a disc brake road bike before, I don't want it to be. I touch one of my gear levers, and I'm flat. Like I'm stopped immediately. Yeah. Because that's not the performance that I'm used to, and I think. I hope at least Shimano had that in mind with people are going to be moving from ro- like um, rim brakes. So if we do such like a touchy brake where you're just immediately stopped, then yeah, then they're not going to want to buy this at all. Because and, they'll all have massive head injuries yeah, from falling off their bikes. Exactly. Yeah. So I, from what I've experienced so far, mind you, I'm used to disc brakes with my gravel bike and my mountain bike, but it's like... The braking performance, I'm interested to see if, like, uh, when we ride this weekend, if it's, if mm-hmm. what, to, to see what that's like. But it isn't, the feeling at least is not too far off, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy and I think yeah. was a really good move by Shimano. I, I, I think if, like I said, if they were to go so touchy, I would be kind of timid and scared of riding it a little bit. Okay. Those are hydraulic, right? They are, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that brings me to my my next kind of subtopic. I haven't even got to the fucking news yet. We're thirty minutes in, but um, in in terms of the fact that you need, uh, you know, working on a bike like this, there are zero exposed cables, mm-hmm. there are hydraulic brakes, electronic shifting, carbon chain rings. The fact that you need an Allen wrench to take the wheels off. Um, how comfortable? And I don't just mean you. I mean mm-hmm. all of us. How comfortable are you at working? on a bike like this are is this have we entered into the realm of i need to take it to the shop every time have we have we entered into the realm of i really need to expand my mechanical skills my tools my everything like that i mean where are we in this because man i i look at that bike and there's one cable i see and that is from the derailleur going straight back into the frame Mm -hmm. that's it that's the only thing you see battery cable yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. um fuck personally i think i my girlfriend and i were talking about this last night where i am i am a person who is very meticulous about my things i'm very careful about what i do and don't do and everything and i like i and as we've talked about on the show a billion times i'm a person that really is like interested in learning about this stuff sure so i think that's something that i'm interested to do i think though if it if it does become beyond my skill set i am more than open to say that i will take my bike to josh and morgan again so because i mean they know what they're doing they're they're trained in this type of stuff i mean they put the bike together for christ's sake so i think that's something that if it becomes beyond my skill set i'm more than comfortable doing that but i'd like to learn i'm interested i'm excited to learn Mm -hmm. about all this carbon stuff and electronic stuff two things there uh sponsor plug 
And uh, <laughs> the second one was you said Christ's sake. So if those of you keeping track at home, that's the closest thing Jackson's been to a swear word in this episode. <laughs> Paul, are there areas that you will not work on when it comes to these? These, you know, if you if you were rolling out the door with Jackson's bike, we know you'd hate the brakes, and you'd be furious at yourself. I wouldn't about hate the brakes. I I just don't think they're necessary. Yeah. On road. Okay. That's it. Um, but, I no, there isn't anything that to me. I do like technology, and I I'd be anxious to, you know dive into you know if i had a electronic bike and yeah. i think that just like disc brakes there will not be an option uh, i know sram is is not even touched a mechanical mm-hmm. group set for the last two three years or something so yeah and that's you know shimano has it but you can't they make them you know companies make their money on oem you know yeah. things that come out of the shop and if somebody says oh this is electronic and this one's mechanical it's Two thousand dollars cheaper. Most consumers are like two thousand bucks. I don't know. It's pretty cool. You know, you just touch it, <laughs> yeah. and you know. And that's what's same with disc brakes because it was new technology that helped sell, and that's what really matters, you know, to the industry. So, but uh, the problem I've I've always had with all bikes, I like, I like tools. I my bike shop right now is a total mess. I'm not going to touch it until lumber prices go down. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, it's just everything's just crazy now. 2040. Yeah. My bike shop's yeah, ready. Yeah. Two by fours are only two bucks now. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I, I'm curious because I know the earlier stuff, you had to program your electronic stuff by a laptop. Or there was some kind of, I don't know. And, and yeah. it's Ram's eTap is actually, you have a phone app, which made mm-hmm. it easy to. to do but i don't i don't know that like yeah. the new shimano um so i mean i that's stuff i'm not afraid of i am not afraid to work on my car you know i plan to f- buy a tuner and then sure you know map it out and do things but yeah it doesn't scare me it's just i to me bicycles what i got into i love the simplicity of it See, that's absolutely yeah. the, it was like you had brakes and you, yeah, you just replace your cables on your brakes and your derailleurs. Yeah. Threw up your wheels, check your bearings, boom, you're done. There, yeah. it, and now to overhaul an electronic bike, you know, you've got, you know, you got to be careful about everything, you know. Yeah. But um, same with disc brakes, you don't want to bump the rotor. It just starts becoming a little more involved. And I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 was, I got, kind of got into cars for a little bit there. Well, one car. Yeah. And I was excited about it, but then I realized I have to sell this fucking thing because I can't work on it. It's out of my wheelhouse. My my area of expertise is is bikes, but my area of expertise is now old bikes. Mm-hmm. I have to learn. I have to get my shit going on on new stuff, and I need to upgrade a lot of my tools. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've still got you know headset. No, press tools, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and a lot of that old stuff. And yeah. uh, I keep telling Jackson now that he's free, we should he, we should send him to the United Bicycle Institute in, in Ashland, Oregon. Yeah. And 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 if anybody at UBI is listening to this and they want that marketing, <laughs> you know, they want to comp my class. We would we would yeah. p- we would podcast the progress of everything, and I would interview everybody at the at the school, and we could do a first person's experience of what it would be like to go through that school. Jackson has no idea I'm, I was going to say this because I didn't know I was going to say this until about 
eight seconds ago. <laughs> but fuck it, let's do it, man. Yeah. Hey, let's get let's get free let's get free stuff. And torque wrenches, Jesus Christ, we talked about torque mm-hmm. wrenches before we yeah. went on the air. I mean, I never realized how how crucial those things are. Now, I mean, I know the average person is going duh, mm-hmm. but. You know, um, my torque wrench set is very, very old school, and I need to upgrade it because, it's, it's shit, you're, you're talking about destroying your bike on tightening your wheel into the into the forks. Luckily, Fuck. I've, uh, I'm well equipped with my, uh, my, my torque wrench set from Giant Bicycles. Bye. But actually, though, it is, it is <laughs> not, not, not to be overly sponsor or sponsor correct but i, yeah. I it's it's a big help it, mm-hmm. just having those yeah. type of tools especially when yeah. you're working with full carbon shit all right well there we go uh but let's let's let, we, we got to get to the big stories that are happening in case we didn't know there was a gigantic oh i don't know a little, a little bike race going on right now so the news brought to us by our friends at jamelli coffee the official pre of the pack filler there we go. A little race in Italy began on Saturday. That's right. It's the first Grand Tour. The Giro d'Italia is officially underway. And then I have in parentheses, sell the mugs, Pat. Um, yeah, if anybody's interested, I'm showing it on Paul's on cam right now. Um, I think I offered it up to members of the Packfiller for 5 bucks plus shipping. Yeah, that's a like a 10 or $12 mug that I will I will send you for 5 bucks plus the cost of shipping. There we go. I sold it. As of today's completion of Stage 4, Israel Startup Nation, a.k.a. the team with the worst kit, I think, in this year right now. It looks like somebody vomited all over it. You guys, What do you guys think of the, the Israel Startup Nation? I like kit? it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oops. I think they went... I think they looked at EF, who went away from the pink kit and went, okay, yeah. let's make the exact same color as the Sprinter's jersey now. It is. It is a little <laughs> it's kind of, of a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, Alessandro De Marchi is in, in, did I say it right? Marchi? Marchi? Marchi. Yeah, and is, is in peak. Joe, in pink. Joe Dombrowski from UAE. Yeah. USA boy. USA. USA. That's enough of that. But, uh, you know, God, that was awesome to see, uh, see him do that. And I think... It was funny. I was watching the coverage today, and I think whoever's it wasn't Sean Kelly uh, actually said that that um, his career's been going for a while. He's he's still nineteen, and I went. Dombrowski's not nineteen. No, he's thirty. He's twenty nine. Well, he'll he's be thirty tomorrow. Will he? Yeah. Oh, May twelfth. Uh, Good birthday present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great birthday present with. Um, so so that's how we're you know great stage finish today. We can get to that kind of stuff here in a minute in terms of the. The weather and and the epic nature of that entire stage, um, how our you know our our sprinters are sitting. Yeah, I don't care about that shit. It was it was actually pretty cool to see. Uh, well, Ghana took stage one. Time trial looked pretty damn technical. I think we could all agree on that one. It looked almost like a crit. Well, they had some corners in it, but yeah. it was it was flat and fast. In yeah. fact, mm-hmm. slightly downhill. I guess it was a tailwind at the end. Mm-hmm. And GCN had a pretty cool thing. They had like their gear ratio before the start. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And I miss Ghana's. Somebody it, was in a 58-11. Yeah, there's a lot of 58-11s. Fucking But, hell. you know, of course, that's all about chain alignment because they're, what they're mm-hmm. doing is is they're running a 58 and, like, 15 as yeah. opposed to you're going to get that sure. gear instead of having that chain in the okay. torque down in the lower end. It but was... at the speed of Ghana, he was using his – I think he might have been bigger than a 58. He might have had a 60. God, he can push a gear. Yeah, <laughs> rolling out. Was it fifty-eight kilometers an hour he was doing or something? That a sixty exists. Yeah, 
the the, the sixty tooth <laughs> rut chain ring <laughs> is in this world, yeah. and it's not for the Bonneville Salt Flats no. behind a car or something. Holy shit, that's unbelievable. Uh, stage two put the sprinters into the mix. Um, Tim Merlier from Alpeson Phoenix. Um, I know Paul's going to want to comment on that one, hence he brought all of his Belgian beers today. Good old Belgians. <laughs> Stage three, let's just quote Phil Guyman. Uh, it should have been on a Tuesday. And I, I'm yeah. sure uh, Taco Vanderhorn is is really, really appreciative of all the Taco <laughs> Tuesday and Taco yeah. gifts yeah. and gifs or whatever they are and all those things out there. Because I'm sure he's just like, thanks, you know. Nobody's made a, a, a taco joke about my name. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. That's it hilarious, guys. <laughs> Funny shit. Uh, uh, and you know, yes, we'll get into the fact that Peter Sagan is up there. But um, so far, as we sit with today, with um, with Dombrowski's win, um, some of the big names, and I'm I'm just kind of throwing all the information out here early, so I I'm going to let you guys just kind of run with it and then go any way you want. Um, how we're looking at in terms of some of the challengers, some of the some of the people we think are going to be there in in two and a half weeks time uh remco even a poll as they're saying now online sits it at four seconds back hugh carthy 14 um egan bernal at 15 seconds back great ride by him today by the way uh closing a gigantic gap uh damiano caruso 19 seconds back who are we looking michael landa 25 simon yates sitting at 25 back uh, I don't know if there's any other major names. Vicenzo Nibali at, at 54. Um, Jao Almeida. Mm. He's at 4 minutes and 14 seconds mm. back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Who picked him? Oh, yeah, me. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go here. First off, in the in these first several days, what writers are surprising you guys? Is there anybody that's sticking out that you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I was really... Um, Surprised to see Hugh Carthy go today. Um, yeah, I think he's somebody. And I this hit my head today when we were watching it a couple minutes ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. You I, were. I finished it very recently, <laughs> the last stage. I I could see Hugh Carthy winning the Giro. What? That would be. I think that'd be a big, gigantic win for EF. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got some big, uh, some big rivals in the likes of Remco because I think he is. Surprising everybody with how well his form is coming back into a season where he had a pretty big injury. Uh, yeah, and I'm just really hoping that Brunel wins because that was one of my picks. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mic's on mute. There it is. Paul, any surprises? Yeah. Um, yeah, Almeida dropping today was that mm-hmm. was like a big shocker. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. I don't think anybody was showing their true colors today. Uh, when it comes to Hugh Carthy, a little concerned that there wasn't too many EF guys towards the end. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of Ineos still there. So um, I had Burnell, and then I, and I scratched him off because everybody's picking him. And I picked uh, George Bennett, and I meant to look. I never did look to see. I, I think he kind of fell from grace, too. Mm-hmm. George did not have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me so, look. Uh, I'm eating um, some crow. But uh, Remco. George Bennett's now 153. Yeah. Back. So that's, Remco's that's about not... there, too. He's with 147 or something like that. No, Venipole, he's four seconds. Four seconds? That's what I have here. Wow. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, Ghana said something on that once road stage the hilly. This might be old. This might the be hilly stats. stage, uh, stage three, that yeah. taco one. He said th- they were talking about going over the hills. And he goes, you know, it was surprising me. I'm looking over at Remco. And he's still in this big ring on a 10% gradient. And everybody's in a small ring. And it's like, oh, there's a tall tail. I mean, he just popped it out. He's just like, what's this guy's in a big ring? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Um, what a weird way to enter back into the into the Peloton. Straight you know, into no eight. racing. Mm-hmm. Straight into a Grand Tour. Obviously, there's no way... Uh, Dekoinik is going to just throw him in there, and you know, amongst the lions. I mean, he had to have been pre- presenting numbers and and power the numbers. That and he, he always has. And re- remember, he's only been racing a bike. He was into s- playing football or yeah. soccer um, yeah. two years ago. That's when he started. The and, ceiling and, for this kid is insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just like positioning. That, that I was talking to Dismount. I'm like, the thing is, there's a learning huge learning curve, even in an amateur. You you throw somebody two years of racing in, into the pro peloton, he's like, how do you know position and and mm-hmm. the hierarchy and stuff? People aren't going to let you, especially if you start, you know, yeah, cleaning yeah. people's clock. They're going to start shutting you down. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he can last three weeks. But I'm sure De Kooning's not stupid, and they probably had him on yeah. a training regiment where he was, you know. Trying doing a three week like mini tour on his own. Mm-hmm. We so. haven't been keeping very good track of our points. I don't know about you guys. I got zero. Uh, do you have zero? <laughs> yeah. I had I had uh, Viviani. Uh, did he top three? No. Did Sagan? What Sagan, Sagan got fourth? Got a Sagan fourth, has a fourth and uh, what was the other one? Oh, he got a With third. Taco got a third. Yeah. yeah. Ghana. Okay. Stage. He uh, Viviani. I have a third. I have a third place. He took third place on stage two. Peter Sagan took fifth on stage two. Stage three, Peter Sagan took a third. Okay, so that's a two. So I've got, did I say two points for third place? One One point point for third. Okay. One point. Then you and I are tied at one. I will say, while we're calculating points, um, Taco Vanderhorn, he was like in every, like, from what I saw, every single breakaway in in a classic that he took place in. I don't know if that's a true stat or not. Don't quote me on that, but... For him to win yesterday, I think was one big for Intermarche and two big for him. 
And also, that man has gigantic hands. When, <laughs> you did notice that last night. You were just like, whoa. When he covered guy. his mouth, he went from like cheekbone to cheekbone with his <laughs> like with his hand. Oh, my God, they're huge. Or a small head. Or really a small the, head. Yeah. So <laughs> happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I love the double F-bombs he dropped in the, oh, yeah. in the, in yeah. the finish line yeah. uh, interview. So, just, you know, he, speaking of that, I, and I, I'm drinking Orval. Yes. To celebrate yeah. the Belgians because outside of outside of the Italians, there's seventeen it's in the next highest country representation. Yeah, there's true. seventeen Belgians. And then um Intermarche, isn't that the name of the team? Yeah. 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 Want to go where? Yeah. Um they took over CCC's yeah. contract from last year. Yeah. They've already everybody was kinda like knocking them. <laughs> they now have already you, you know, succeeded past CCC yeah. what they did yeah. when they had Greg Van Avermaet. They had you know, Demarkey, I think, was on that team. Sure, mm-hmm. and you know there was just they're loaded, so they I, could I think good. they can sit back for the remainder of their year. They almost were in uh, in pink today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now they can just sit back, and I mean it's almost like their zeros perfected. Well, and I'm I I, I wonder about Taco's um, personality. He must be a well liked because his old teammate from. Uh, Yumbo um, Visma, they were all congratulating on his win because yeah. that's where who he rode with last year. So I th- I think the commentator said it best how it's like they they want a stage anything from this yeah, point it, on is a bonus. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. what they went for. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are, however, some rumors spreading um, about the Peloton uh, lately, and I don't know if you guys have heard these ones. First off, is uh, Sam Bennett potentially returning to Bora Hansgrove? And um, my question is, if that's true, would that include Michael Morkoff? Uh, what would that spell for Peter Sagan? And what would that spell for Daniel Oss, Jackson? We t- we kind of had a little yeah. talk about this one in terms of mm-hmm. like, holy shit, would Bennett actually go back to the team he begged to leave? I think if he does go back, he'll bring his lead out, man. Which I think if this does happen, there will just be a, a, a two-team swap. Where yeah, or t- yeah two per- or four person swap where it'd be Sagan and Oss go to Dukoinik, and Morkov and Bennett go to Bora. The thing is though, do they lose Yuri Sagan when they go yeah. over to Dukoinik as well? One does, would assume they do. But is Yuri Sagan good enough for a Dukoinik type of team? Is mm-hmm. the only issue. Oh. So it's I, I I think he goes with Peter. I think it's yeah. part of the part of the deal it's an interesting rumor yeah i i i think it's sam bennett's thing i heard a interview with um i'm lefraven and he said uh well his manager came and he just wanted too much money i can't afford it you know and so it's goodbye i mean yeah lefraven has a ability to just keep the money down yeah. i mean and he has a big cash roll for for finishes, so everybody gets paid if the team wins. That's where they get that yeah, you know, Wolfpack thing. Um, so it, it, I'm sure uh, Lefebvre is, is looking at this whole thing like, well, if you're just after the money, then that breaks that whole whole deal. So he, I don't think he has any care about whatever he's got. Uh, 
Michael Morkoff, I don't know what his contract is, if it's up this year or not, but he can know. lead anybody out. Yeah. And yeah. Sam Bennett yeah. is like going, this guy's amazing. He's said it a hundred times. And you interviewed him. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, you did. Where's the you? Yep. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's he's calm. He's um, Michael Morkoff uh, is, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it'll be interesting who's going to pay, you know, uh, Peter Sagan's contract. There seems like an entourage that that's got to yeah. be paid for. Yeah, uh, and, and like you said, Don, Daniel Loss. I mean, they were together at um, uh, Tinkoff. Yeah. Well, I keep were they Leaky they Gas? Leaky Gas. Yeah, Leaky oh. Gas is where they met, and they mm. were both rookies at that time. And then uh, Oss went to BMC, BMC. and then they yeah. went their separate ways, and then they hooked up back. Uh, where they're at now at Bora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Next speculation is that uh, Joao Almeida is actually leaving to coin a quick step also. Um, and until today, that was probably a promising, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's up for availability. Now yeah. it's like, oh, shit, because he had a tough day today. It was not a pretty day for, for yeah. Joao Almeida. And I apologize to him and his entire family and everybody who's been involved because my curse just continues. Um, I had more that I was going to continue in terms of uh, with our news, but we're already 53 minutes into the show. Um, talking about our dirt news in terms of uh, off-road racing. Paul's probably cool that we're not talking about that. But it, we did have a World <laughs> Cup race that happened this last week, included Mr. Tom Pitcock and Mr. Matthew Vanderpool. Um, uh, seventh and I don't even know where 11th. 11th. Is that what it was yeah, where they God. finished in that one? Mm-hmm. Um, what that says about them in terms of the world in terms of the Olympics and things like that. Matt, you did win the, the short track at the most recent Pitcock started race. way back. He started yeah. in the last position mm-hmm. because he didn't have enough UCI points yeah. and he uh, finished fifth place. That's yeah. crazy. I thought he was 11th. Either, like eleventh, I, I forget yeah, which I had, one it was. I thought I had it here. One, two, three, four, five. Five is Pitcock. Pitcock. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. finished fifth place, which shows like ahead of Vanderpool. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he started in a like a primo spot? Yeah, how well he would have done. Hence, we all understand why they're probably racing off road right now yeah. to be able to get those starting points mm-hmm. at the Olympics. So there you go. Um, there were a lot of questions I was going to ask about the motivation for that, but anyway. <laughs> I have to get to our topic of the show. And our topic brought to you by our friends at Scratch Labs, home of the newest flavors, grape, and the newest edible offerings. That sounds like weed, but uh, crispy rice cakes that, case, cakes that taste like a college care package for your bike. I swear to God, they're delicious. You I should have brought some down. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to try the grape, and I want to try one of those. Uh, okay. Well, I, we, All right. we should do one because they're actually really delicious. Yeah. I thought they're pretty good. They almost taste, like I said, like a Rice Krispie treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and also big thanks to our friends at Athletic Brewing, offering the best tasting NA offerings out there, hands down. Try the new two trellises. It's a hoppy test run, and it's really good. So I want to talk about the recent spirited ride that Jackson and I both attended. And, oh, Paul, I, I really wish you would have attended. I want to hear about this. Yeah. And I think this is going to be something that all three of us can, can include some commentary on. Um Offered by another local team, um, I'm I, I'm not going to get too specific in terms of teams and names, just because I don't want to I don't want to you know bring anybody into this. But uh, 
uh, it was, it's super nice that they're putting this together. We, you know, we, you law, you find their website, you sign a waiver for all that kind of stuff. You show up at a place and, and it's a spirited ride. It's kind of like what we did, Paul, with, with our first pack filler mm-hmm. spirited ride, which we got to do another one here very soon. Ride, a, a ride intended to give us all a chance to ride hard and have some fun, but kind of like, you know, it felt like a race to a certain much extent. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I, 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 to start, I kind of want to go through the 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 event and the ride itself. Um, and, and Jackson, you can back me up on this. A uh, pretty big group, I must say. I don't know how many. How many would you say were on that ride? Twenty-two. About to, oh, wow, he knew exactly how many. Were yeah. On that. <laughs> um, let's let's say first of all, uh, COVID concerns. Do you have any? Um, no, because most of the people that actually every single person that I talked to, um, had been vaccinated. Okay. Um, cause they were talking about their like experiences with the vaccine and how they got like, how they kind of like their, their side effects of it. Got sick. Some yeah. got, some had headaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, um, I am a person who has experienced, uh, being around someone with COVID, uh, but however, in an outdoor setting and how much that changes everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like for instance, I was closer to him than I was to you, Paul. Mm-hmm. It, like in in the moment, and I, w- I I tested negative for it, so I was never worried. Especially being outdoors, nobody was just coughing, showing symptoms, and everything. I'm only like I am someone who was only half vaccinated, so I had to be a little mm-hmm. cognizant of those type of things. But it seemed very normal and something that I didn't need to be worried about. Okay, I. It crossed my mind. Not gonna lie, I, I felt like we we were breaking some sort of rule, mm-hmm. and I'm sure somebody will chime in and tell me if we were. Yeah, what's weren't. what's public gathering? I mean, there's like outdoor seating. I think in in the state mm-hmm. of Washington, that's opened up pretty much, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, and if you are outside, um, depending on the crowd size, especially vaccinated people, don't need to either quarantine i've been i've been very careful over the past semester about like Mm -hmm. what we can and can't do but uh vaccinated people uh don't have to quarantine or mask depending on the size of the group um were you were you at all a bit cautious about riding in a group again i wasn't used to following the flow of a pack personally it was weird but of course it came back pretty quickly you know that the ins and outs, the the that sixth sense that you develop about mm-hmm. knowing when the pack's going to get wider. You're looking up the road. Um, I will say it blew me away how many people had computers that were fucking chirping constantly. <laughs> Several of them yeah. had 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 sensors on the back of their bikes to tell us if there's a car back going bleep bleep car back bleep bleep car back. Huh. And I'm just going, whatever happened to looking over your fucking shoulder or listening? But this is the old man in me. Mm-hmm. But D- Jackson, do you have any hesitations about riding in a group? It's been a while since you've had a decent road size. Yeah, it's been 2 years since I've ridden in a pack. Um, but I think like and we've talked about this. I think for me, at least, the big key was just relaxation. You know, okay. just staying relaxed, not worried. If people bump you, people are going to bump you. I bumped two people during this, and yeah. it's just like you know, just let it happen. You know what I mean? I did notice the good old fashioned. If somebody's kind of coming out, I place my hand gently on their hip, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. sounds like foreplay. But <laughs> but I would do that, and then I. That's I'd, why you only have one child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick um uh, but it was uh I, I and and i scared some people doing that and mm-hmm. i i some of the you know several of the things i want to talk about this ride are some of the the things that we take for granted bike fit sam was there and uh and and we were talking about doing some of those things and it, how it scares people mm-hmm. and it, it was always 
what I understood was was always just an indicator to let somebody know you were there, not to you're not shoving them. Yeah. And I, the guy I did it to went, "Oh my God, sorry." And I went, "No, I'm just letting you know that I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm I'm coming up on you and I'm half wheeling and mm-hmm. you know I'm in your blind spot." But and part of me wonders if that's down to not have having been in a pack for the past year. Yeah, maybe is that you you're not as as used to that that touch. From yeah. other people, and you're not writing your category. You might have guys. This is their. Sure. They may be really strong and That's swift. Yeah. yeah, you know, strong. And I think that might have been some of the mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. So, and and the thing is, is that stuff that somebody touched me is, you just react. You don't even think about it. You just kind of like, swing, I swing my hip the other way, move yeah. my bike over just mm-hmm. a few. Allow that. I, I mean, it's just you don't even major. say something to no. somebody. Yeah. No, and, but yeah. When you do this for 35 years, you don't realize it until you get in a group like you were talking about. You guys were yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, like riding with you guys over the past like little while, um, that was one thing that I definitely talked about is like like learning from you guys about just the different ins and outs of like racing tactics and everything has definitely kept me or put me in a mindset where I feel more comfortable riding mm-hmm. in these type of situations. And sure. you offered me advice halfway through as well about like, this is what's going to happen because like a specific team didn't have a specific amount of riders yeah. up in the breakaway. Like yeah. those type of things did help. And it, for, for such a big inexperience that I have, it definitely helps with being and being and feeling comfortable in that pack. Yeah. So I do want to talk about a specific moment within the race. It wasn't a race. It was a spirited was. ride. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and that's the thing. Everybody was treating it as a race. We were very, very, you could tell that everybody was desperate. The to, tension to was in the air. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's taking it very seriously. And there was, there was a moment where um, uh, Bike Fit Sam and a couple other guys were off the front by probably 45 seconds, I would yeah. say. Um, Jackson, you and another rider were maybe 15 maybe seconds off the front of that we come around a corner these are all open roads okay completely open roads traffic everything like that and i want to put that into the situation of this uh, this moment and i don't want to call out anybody and i'm not going to mention any names or anything like that because it's not that it's it's not about attacking somebody i just want to talk about the 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 con context of what we were in um a car got in between the two groups between the group i was in and the group jackson was Mm -hmm. in and and uh, a rider from our group went right up to the back of that car. I'm going to I'm going to I don't mean to dramatize. I don't mean to make it over the top. But what I saw was a person less than 16 inches away from the bumper of that car. This person in this car didn't know what they were doing doing they weren't accomplished drivers in a peloton they weren't anything this was just i and i saw the eyes of the driver this was a woman on her fucking way home from work and this rider was right on the bumper of the car and stayed there um number one i don't know if it was to help bridge the gap which that's one thing or number two to get the the driver to move or something like that me i talked to you guys about my inner asshole (laughs) came on like a light switch and i was screaming at the guy this was not an event i promoted this was not an event i put on and i was at the front of the peloton calling this individual some bad names and i apologize for that right now i'd like to apologize to that rider however i would also like to say that my reason for calling that rider bad names was and i said to the rider next to me 
this is why drivers hate us. Mm -hmm. We are on a public road. We are not following the rules necessarily. And that woman in that car, woman, man, I don't give a fuck. That person is going to go home and say, that bike rider scared the shit out of me. They're rude. They're assholes. And all I know is that person is married to another person who goes out in their big pickup truck the next day and kills five of us. It infuriated me because we're in this situation as cyclists where uh, we have to be extra careful because we can die, (laughs) whereas a car can get damaged. Um and and I and I shouted at this person and when I this when we all got back together I very probably abruptly said to this person don't ever draft off of a car unless you know the driver personally and I probably finished with an expletive um uh, my question is to you guys was I wrong to call that out um what should be the situational expectations within these group rides and these these spirited group rides does anybody have anything you'd like to fill in yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad to call it out. I think, um, first of all, I think it was like cool that you said something about it and that you like were willing to say like you, that you were sorry about what you said. I but, said the word "dickhead" yeah. about twelve times. But I, 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 <laughs> I think it's cool that you're willing to offer that up. Um, but no, I also think that it's important to understand like what we are representing. We're not just representing like one person or one team. We're representing like a kind of a community and in, in entirely. And I think that's something that needs to be thought about um, when going out, especially on these type of spirited rides, um, which, and this is not to say, of course, we're not saying here that this was poorly organized or anything like that. It was not just kind of the, it was kind of the individual mentality of one, of one single individual. Um, but yeah, I think it just needs to be drawn into perspective about what we can do and represent. Like if we, if we run through red lights, I say this every time. Um, and my girlfriend could probably attest to this where it's like, you ruin it for the rest of us because mm-hmm. yeah. if you do these type of things, everybody's going to associate one with the other. Today, when I was out uh, with her, in fact, um, there was one person who stopped for us on a road and then the person behind them started honking and then they blamed that on us. Yeah. And I wasn't going to flip them off. I wasn't going to do anything. I just held my thumb up and I let them go because at that point, if if I flip them off, it's going to make the situations mm-hmm. worse and it's going to make let's say one of you out on a ride, that person's going to go, I'm going to cut it close. And that's, it's, it's not worth that because everybody who rides a bike and everybody in general is important to me. And I think that we just have to keep in mind what, what we do for a, for a hobby, a living, a, a passion. Um, sure. Cause it's important. Yeah. We're all out there on, on pretty much the, the same playing field. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, first I, I was really looking forward to that because that's right up my alley. That type oh, of you would have you would have had a it. fucking yeah, field absolutely. day. Absolutely, that's just it, we used to have a thing uh, called the breakfast ride, and, and yeah. it was kind of in that same thing. Mm-hmm. But it was Sunday morning at nine o'clock in Spokane in the eighties, so there was hardly any traffic. Um, I, I hey, you boy, <laughs> that's right. <Yeah>. So, uh, <laughs> um, so you know, I want these to continue on, but. Yeah. That behavior, unfortunately, will cause problems um, for whoever organized it. And and I'll look at it this way. It, it'll probably be addressed. Hopefully, it'll be addressed. Um, but it has to be in a calm manner. Sure. It's like, hey, hey, you guys, we understand. And, and I am guilty of somebody who 
like there's a certain stretch of road called Ash where you go down the hill and I will draft any big truck that comes by and yeah. I had a I I even there was like an RV I've been on some rides with yeah. you yeah, yeah. I mean, just recently yeah. well there was a guy in a motorcycle yeah, I didn't know yeah. who he yeah. was yeah. but as soon as I got behind him I thought this guy's motor paced before and he ended up being a friend that yeah. I went down to Arizona <laughs> and he used to to do point on yeah. uh, for Shimano tech support so anyway it's just uh, you know, you don't want those. You want this to continue. So behavior has to change. What that guy's intention was, he, he might have done it for shits and giggles, probably. Sure. I don't know. Or he could have been like, yeah, I'll just wait until she pulls out and then I'll be able to bridge. Who knows? But you're right. You shouldn't have. He shouldn't have done that. If I was in your position, I because I, I, I was trying to put myself in that position, yeah. I think I would probably rode up just behind him and said, dude, back off, back off. Yeah, you you've got. I would sprint. I don't care if I burn a match there. Back off. This is not good for everybody. Think about everybody. Yeah, this lady is scared. You yeah. know, and and a lot of people don't like because am I? She's thinking, am I? If this guy runs in the back of me, if I have to stop, yeah, am I liable for his life? Am I? She didn't want to kill anybody no. or hurt anybody. Yeah. So, you know. Or it even, sounds like double standards because I motor pace behind people I don't know all the time. <laughs> or even the opposite but, end of the spectrum, this person gets pissed off and slams on the brakes. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kills the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you know, bangs him up and then yeah. it, it could probably, that chain reaction could have started people yeah. in the group, your group, somebody breaks, panics, and then you guys stack it, yeah. even though you don't run in the back of the car. It, yeah. It's not, probably not a good idea. Yeah. No, it isn't a good idea. So my question, my question about etiquette is here, I... I and especially in this heightened sensitivity of where we are in our current society, do we as cyclists have a responsibility to be extra careful, extra sensitive, extra, um, you know, hypersensitive of, of drivers and, and, and allow them a little bit more of the, of the rules, I guess. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. Well, something that I have definitely been a big proponent of is treating the cars as if like it's kind of a weird, weird way to say it. But um, treating myself as as if I am a car as well, because in a lot of cases, um, I I think I said this last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever, but I I can tell immediately what's going to happen when it's going to happen with a car. I can just tell by the way Mm -hmm. it moves and everything. Um, Especially riding in a place in a city like Portland. It's like I have always treated it as if. I have to be aggressive. I have to be willing to, like, if there is a, a place where I can come out and I need to take a left turn, I'm going to be doing that because that's mm-hmm. what I have the right to be doing. And if they get mad at me, there's no reaction to be had. Because if 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 that reaction comes out, that's that's the response that they want. But if I don't give that to them, then they'll just be angry for a little bit and leave it. Yeah. And that's, I think... I think I am very wary and cautious. I always check over my shoulder every time I'm the one in the in the road more. But I always, not I don't treat it as a fight, but I treat it as um, kind of a poor, for lack of a better term, an inequality. There, sure, we all have the same rights, so I'm going to use those rights as well. Do you guys hold other cyclists at a different standard when the pace gets faster? What do you mean by that? Um, a casual group Fondo ride pace versus a race pace with riders in a group in a pack in a field um you know do you do you guys i i get hypersensitive i get more sensitive on the race more yeah yeah yeah. when the pace i think uh for me on the 
you know, on a spirited ride like like this that happened last Thursday, yeah. um, you still have to keep in mind, even though you're doing you're doing a race pace or, or race scenarios, you're taking chances and corners and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, the responsibility of each individual in that group, you still have to abide by the law. Um, it, otherwise, they're going to shut it down, and that's kind of what happened to England with yeah, that's why they were just doing TTs. two yeah, yeah time trials. So it, it just so it doesn't spoil, realize there's no there is there's no reward other than bragging rights for one week. Yeah, to to finish at the top of that yeah. hill. So it's it's not really worth it if you're taking a chance of of you know crossing the other lane and a car's coming. It's not sure. worth it. Yeah. And and that's that it really comes down in the individual, but. You know, I think back on some of those rides, I took chances when I was 20. I'm not going to take it when I'm 58. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to do it. So yeah. um, I think that's – I think each individual is responsible for their own. And and also, you got to keep in mind, you're a reflection on, you know, the rest of the all group. All of us. Yeah, yeah. all of yeah. them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I want to lead into a story that from the Associated Press here, uh, from Greenville, South Carolina. Police officers fatally shot a man minutes after he killed a bicyclist during an argument near South Carolina Park this last Sunday morning. Um, uh, this rider was on the phone with 911 reporting that he was being harassed when operators heard gunshots, Greenville Police uh, Chief said. Eight minutes later, officers pulled over the man identified as a, I'm not going to say his name, about a mile from where witnesses said he shot the cyclists. Uh, Murray then, well, this person, <laughs> whoops, then got into a gunfight with officer and, rec- and basically was shot. So what you've got is you've got a, ro- a car versus cyclist. You've got the cyclist knew the driver, apparently, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, driver shot the cyclist dead. Cops killed the driver eventually. Um, my reason for bringing this up is, you know, sure, this is a one-off story. It might be a one-off story. Is it a one-off story anymore? But uh, this this story was attached to a social media post uh, from somebody in a group I follow on Facebook. And it um, asked if we should start carrying guns as cyclists. Uh, this, this, this person asked that. And um, I have a gigantic opinion on this, um, but I'd like to hear you, hear you guys first. Is, you know, it's basically saying if there are riders out, if there are drivers out there with guns, should we be carrying guns to defend ourselves? Um, God bless America. I think, first of all, to kind of cover this, I think we as as a collective community uh, need to kind of just hear hear this stuff, and, and we need to just take a collective breath. Um, because these type of situations, while they are horrendous and, and, and should not be in the world, um, we need to realize that these are, um, in, some, in some cases, a lot of outliers. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And that just like how when we run a stoplight, when we motor pace off of a car that's not ready for it, these are the ones who are ruining it for the rest of them, for mm-hmm. the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think we need to be carrying guns? No. I think what we need to do is we just need to, analyze every situation and know what's needed Um, because in a lot of cases things can get a little dicey on the roads but I think if 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 it becomes to a point just remove yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and because these are very extreme scenarios and I and I send my regards to the to the family of the sure of the deceased however I think that it is um, I think you (laughs) I hate to say it but we just gotta we just gotta realize what what I guess what's going on in front of us in a lot of cases 
Well, I mentioned, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, about a guy from Seattle. He, he actually has carries a gun, and yeah. it's actually yeah, exposed. Yeah, you were yeah. saying that, yeah. And he's never had a problem before. Uh, I was raised around guns. Um, I had great respect. We had rules, and and the rules don't seem to pertaining to people today, mm-hmm. the way I was raised with guns. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I... I think not only guns, but the potential of mowing over with a car, whether it's a gun or not, a gun's not going to stop you. If the guy really wants to take you down, it doesn't have to be a gun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he can just do it with his car. Um, so either way, you're gonna that guy's going to get caught. We, we we do have the temperament in this world is so, you know, polar. Yeah. That yeah. That if you're not in my camp, fuck you. Yeah. You know, and I don't. It's an unfortunate thing. I don't think carrying a gun is going to fix it, but if you feel secure and you've got the proper certificates to do it, why not? But, you know, seriously, if that guy, (laughs) you got a gun, he's got a car, and he wants to take you out, yeah, yeah, I don't think you're going to win. So I I don't know. I just, it's it's a sad thing. I often, you mentioned how often, yeah. This happens. We don't know. We really don't know. But my concerns too are that you know, like on that story, they knew each other then. Yeah. yeah. So there might that's have been the, a story behind the, the story. Like, yeah. Did he cheat on this guy's wife? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or did he like stick him with a tab at a bar and you know something like that? So yeah. Uh, who knows why that happened? I, I hope that it wasn't because he was riding a bike. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've got this current state of entitlement where our opinion and our actions and our opinions currently seem to rank higher than those of others. And and it's just unbelievable how it's just everybody is so convinced that they are in the right and everybody else is in the wrong. And you know what? Guess what, everybody? You can be in the right. You can be the correct one in this mm-hmm. argument. But where does it get you when you're fucking dead? You know, and and I just I would rather let Put a dri- your tombstone. I was yeah. right. Yeah, at I'd, least I was right. I'd rather let a driver win the argument. Yeah, thinking that they won, and I get to go home and see my wife at the end of the day. So you know what happens when you piss a driver off, and they do, but they kill somebody else. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, just don't be a fucking asshole. Uh, we have an, a responsibility, I guess, you know, and stay off the main roads. I just, I, I can't believe I need to say that, but stay off busy roads. You know, as in the, in the words of the great Robert Frost, I shall begin, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere, ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a woods, and I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference so there we go i mean that's i guess that's where i where i have with all this it just it just blows me away um do you guys um before we kind of wrap this up um would you guys have said anything differently if it were an actual sanctioned race would you i mean to this guy or would you have left it same up to i would have done the same thing yeah you know i would just say hey dude you're gonna ruin it for all of us yeah i, I really would yeah I don't think I would have used dickhead seven times. How many I, times I think it was it? six or seven times. <laughs> it was at least six or yeah. seven times. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I probably it, shouldn't have. I just I, I have a, a a way of trying to approach it. I'm thinking, what's the best way? Because the idea is to change the behavior. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes aggressiveness does change somebody's behavior, and sometimes you don't. So my guess would be, I don't know, if, maybe it will. Maybe this guy will like, you know what, shit, I didn't think of it. 
Yeah. I was a dickhead. Or maybe my approach of walking up and say, hey, dude, that's not good. She's scared. Let's go back. Yeah. You're going to ruin it for all of us. And you're probably like, oh, you know, fuck you. You know? <laughs> yeah. He could do that. And, you knows? know, and, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to even come close to bashing on the, on the people who are putting this ride together. And it's mm-hmm. not their responsibility. Yeah, they can't control it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're, they can't be held accountable. Were they for, part, was this person a part of that group? No. They yeah. were part of our group, our yeah, collective yeah. size sure. of the group, but they were not, 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 not that team, team not yeah. that club, not that organization. Yeah. So the responsibility comes upon that team, and, and I think if – did you approach that team about what happened? I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably the best result. It did was approached. No, I, I didn't. What? Excuse me. However, it was it – was, I, I saw another writer of the group – Say some to, say something to the other about what had happened. So I think that okay. was it, it, good, and it was not aggressive, which I think was really good as good. well. That was just more of like a conversation, of like, "Hey, just to let you know, with this is something that shouldn't really be happening, and if mm-hmm. you do this, like, make sure to take this type of protocol," which yeah, I think yeah. was good and and very calm headed, which I think was nice as well. Mm-hmm. But also, some people so need to be. I handled it poorly. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Well, you hit yeah, the switch. I, I Sometimes, the, oh, uh, the asshole's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's back. Yeah. Well, it's, it's somebody who went through through soccer coaches telling them that they were uh, not good or worthless. You know, I, I think sometimes we need to be told those things <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I, I just I, that, that was something I wanted to get off my chest. Um, I love seeing these spirited rides. I, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a sanctioned event. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know where liability is going to take us, but I would. I hope we don't have to worry about that yeah. kind of stuff, where we can just all go out and ride our bikes really hard, and and have a great time with it. You know, and and not have to worry about you know being injured or something like that. So so I guess there we go. Is there anything I'm missing, you guys? Uh, in the in the the topics of the show before we we kind of round out the the the, the finale. Well, I think you damn well covered it. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Please remember, everybody, <laughs> no bike ride is worth leaving your family and friends permanently. So, um, I guess without further ado, I will say, oh shit, what? Jackson's going back to Portland. He's not going to be on be in studio week. with us yeah. next week. But we, we got this weekend to ride, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Saturday. Oh, what, Saturday. Yeah. What are we planning, gentlemen? Well, let's put our names on the line here. Let's put our Are, are you going to do the RC3, the River City Cycling Classic? I just canceled, is, is it an, I just canceled an announcing gig in order to do the road race. Mm-hmm. It's in September, correct? No, August. It's the August one. Late, Later in August? August? Later than the 8th? 14th, 15th in there? I think just maybe. Uh, well, since up. that's it, we're gonna go do the. Well, you know, Is that there's what we're the doing? potential. We're gonna go do what we did the other day. That so loop? 84 mile, like little loop out there. Let the me, uh, brand new time machine. Road. Yeah, yeah. We'll, it's uh, time to break that baby you, in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> August 28th. August 28th. Is our C3. We will no be excuses. well moved in yeah, at that okay. point. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. So I just canceled a, an announcing gig in order to do that. There so. we go. Triathletes aren't going to hear me screw up their last name. Mm. I'm going to be suffering in a road race. But they'll race tell you. They'll tell you the proper yeah, they, pronunciation. Oh, they will. Yeah, yeah. They will. Oh, God, they will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, so we're doing at least 80 on, on Saturday. And you're going to be on a, you're going to be on a new bike, and you're going to hate it by the time you get back. You're going to cause it then no, in the chain, no. in, the, oh, in the paint. No, you'll love you it. She's Your ass but, will be sore. But bones. I will, if you put a freaking bag on the front end of that thing, it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, she, she's, 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 he's thinking about yeah, it. I, I was. He's I thinking. 
She's got a uh, she's got a storage box in the down oh, good. Uh, on the bottom yeah, brackets. So we'll be good. Oh, th- I'll also take this moment not to Are you go named? too far. Yeah, no, you're good. The, the new name we've talked about how uh, I don't have a drum roll. I don't think. Well, but, we've talked uh, about how I always have to have a B name, correct? Exactly. Sure. Welcome to the welcome Bev to the family. Bev Beverly 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 to the family. Beverly for long. Bev for short. Why don't you just go with BMC? So we'll be doing a Beverly ride <laughs> since it'll be long. I love it. It'll yeah. be a Beverly it. ride, not okay. a Bev. There we go. There, there go. we go. All right, you guys. Uh, Jackson, thanks for being here the last couple of weeks. Sorry about scratching your bike. <laughs> it's You did. <laughs> I know I am. I still feel horrible about it. But it's been good being, been good being here, and, uh, and she's just as fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. 80, 81 degrees on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day, beautiful day for a ride. Yep. And I think I just stopped peeling from the last time. <laughs> I sunburned from the last time we did that. Sunblock will be your oh, alabaster yeah. skin. Oh, yeah. We just call it pale blue. <laughs> uh, Paul Main, thanks for being here. Thanks for rescheduling, Thank man. Um, everybody else, uh, Riverside Down, stay safe. And oh, by the way, there's a buddy of mine who's putting a coffee shop out there and he's creating an entire. I need this from you guys. I hope you're listening with us still at this point in time he's creating a, a bike corral area you know where where the bike racks are and uh he's gonna spray paint slogans on the concrete around it and he wants some interesting witty fun bike related hashtag or slogans that he would put on the ground you know Riverside down or you know whatever it might be you know not shut up legs if you say shut up legs i will disown you for the rest of your fucking That's life because, yeah and yeah. i'm tired of that shit um you know when people start putting it on their their their, their road id oh. or something <laughs> like that it's like give me enough so if you can think of something and and you want to chime in let me know on uh, on our social media this is my yeah. easy day yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. At a coffee yeah. shop, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at a coffee shop. So there we go. And and uh, I guess that's your challenge. If you're keeping, hopefully you're all keeping points of your uh, of your winners. And we, as I said last week, we got a prize list that we're going to be giving away stuff from the Giro d'Italia, including the mugs. If you if you want one of those bad boys, Paul's got one. Yeah, I gave him the prototype. So there we go. All right, you guys. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. 